0: Hey, thanks for joining us on the No Limits Church podcast. Here at No Limits, we are dedicated to helping you live your best life. And it's a journey that we call Pursuing Limitless Life in Jesus. And we're doing it all for one reason, so that our lives can impact the world. So wherever you're listening from, we pray that you are encouraged and empowered by this week's message.
1: All right, as Kate said, this is the last of a five-part series of Reply All which is, this is an awesome series where we actually ask the church, hey, what do you guys want to hear? What do you want to be taught on? And uh, so this is the last one, and it is, how do I share my faith? And I think it's awesome that you guys asked to want this. I mean, what an awesome thing to want to be, to be a better witness. So I'm glad I get to get up here and share what God has showed me about this topic. Amen? So... Okay, I think this is something that a lot of Christians actually struggle with. I know I have myself, because uh, it's easy to think, well, I'm not qualified. Uh, for one, I don't even know enough to share my faith. Or I can't ask, answer any questions that people have. I can't do that. And so what if I screw up and I push people away from God? I hear that one a lot. And it's easy for us to make excuses and to become uh, complacent when it comes to sharing our faith. And especially if you're not a people person, uh, because this can be my problem, you know. (laughs) Uh, We've been buying stuff online for years just to avoid the store because of people. You know what I mean? There's too many people in there. Well, it's getting worse because uh, they got grocery pickup now. So we don't even have to go get groceries. You just pull up and they hand you your bags, you know. Yeah. Not saying any of this stuff is bad because it's not. But we have to be careful not to completely avoid people, because it's people that we're called to. Amen? So before I talk about how we can share our faith, I just want to talk about why we share our faith. And we're going to start off in the book of Mark. Mark 16, 15, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Hmm. So good. And this is why we are a church on mission. Because you're in one of two places. You're either trying to find God or you're on mission for God. Because once we know God, we are called out to His team to preach the gospel. That's just what, this is what it is. So we're now on His team. So we need to reach those who are lost. Jesus said He would leave the 99 found sheep to find the one lost sheep. And so we know that it, is, that it is His heart, and so it should be our heart also. 2 Corinthians 5.18-20 says, Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to Himself through Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation, that is, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to Himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to God. So we are called to be the ambassadors of Christ. Jesus literally gave us the power that we needed to preach the gospel to all the world. He uses us to bring the lost to him. So he needs willing hearts from you and from me to go out and reach his lost sheep. You know, it is a command to go and spread the gospel. You know, it's not even a, even if it's someone that you know, you're, you're for sure that they're going to reject it. It doesn't matter because it's our job to spread the gospel. It's, it's upset that person to accept it or reject it. So it doesn't, you, you don't have the right to reject it for them, which is essentially what you're doing. You remain silent just because you don't want to. Preach the word. Mm. So not only are we commanded to reach the lost, but it is to our benefit, actually. So let's look in First Corinthians. Beth actually touched on this during week four of Growth Track. So I just want to say, if you have not, if you didn't make it a Growth Track last week, it starts again today. You can hit uh, step one. It starts at twelve thirty, right after the church. They're going to feed you. They're going to watch your kids, and you're going to find your purpose that God has for you. So. That's going to be a good time. Missed it? Hit it today, 1230. Amen. Okay. First Corinthians. For no other foundation can anyone lay that is which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss. But he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. So when we live our lives for God, we are actually building a reward in heaven, right? That's awesome. And it's so easy to get caught up in our daily lives. Uh, We forget to love others, we forget that we're on mission to spread the gospel. And uh, so we start building our life with the wood and straw and hay. Uh, so you can be saved still, but you are going to be tested by fire. And what I like to say is don't get into heaven with your pants on fire, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> everything you did on this earth is going to burn up and you're all that's left. So, But, uh, but I believe this is why Jesus said... Uh, He said, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. That's how easy God made it for us to do his work. He's like, just just follow me. Seek me, seek my will, do my work. I'll take care of the rest. You don't have to worry about it. So he wants us blessed on this earth. And he is an extravagant God. I mean, his streets are paved with gold. He makes His gates out of pearls. He wants to take care of you out of the abundance of, of his treasure chest, okay? So it's super easy, he made it easy for us. So God commanded us to preach the gospel, and when we do, it's building on the foundation of Christ, and it's using materials that will stand the test of the fire. So how do we make a difference? Well, you can't make a difference if you're not different. Amen. <laughs> so you shouldn't look like the rest of the world. Being all-inclusive isn't really what God had intended. You know, Jesus ate with sinners, but I guarantee you he looked different than they did. He had something that they wanted. You know, how could they leave their old life and follow him if he looked just like they did? Colossians 4, 5 through 6 says, Walk in wisdom, those who are outside, that means just those who are unbelievers, who are outside, redeeming the time. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt. That you may know how you ought to answer each one. So, when we talk to unbelievers, you know, our speech should always be full of grace and seasoned with salt, which that just means make it taste good, you know, make it palatable. Give them truth with grace, right? This is what we try to do here at No Limits Church. We want the lost to feel comfortable here, not because we look like them, but because we speak truth with grace. And uh, Pastor Kate actually did an awesome sermon called Grace and Truth that breaks us all down. And it was during the Truth or Dare series. If you missed it, go back online. You can look that up. It was an awesome message. So First Peter 3.15-16. through 16. Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. But do this in a gentle and respectful way. Keep your conscience clear, then if people speak against you, they will be ashamed when they see what a good life you live, because you belong to Christ. So Peter was actually talking to Christians that were being persecuted real heavy here. Unfortunately, in America, we don't have to worry about being arrested and murdered just for our faith. But one thing does remain the same, and that is we need to be ready to explain our faith in a respectful way. And this also implies that you're going to look different from the rest of the world and they are going to ask about it. So we should look different enough that people are saying, What is up with you? Why are you always so happy? What are these small groups you're talking about? Why are you always going to church? You know, why? What is it about you that makes you so different? How do you always have peace? And then the Bible says when we are asked these questions that we need to have an answer. So I want to help you with this today. I have three simple things you can do to have an answer. So if we want to reach people, we need to do it the way that Jesus did it. Number one is we just need to connect with people. Because even though Jesus never compromised on the truth, sinners loved to be around him. Isn't that amazing? And it wasn't just because he said, it's okay, you can do whatever you want. No, he was honest with them. He was, straight, he was truthful with them, telling them to leave their life of sin, but he connected first. They knew that Jesus cared. So we need to connect before we correct, right? Amen. Yeah. <laughs> so I know you've heard this before, but people don't care what you know until they know that you care. And that is true. They don't. So let's look at what Jesus tells us in Luke. Luke 19.10 says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. So Jesus came for this one reason. So if our church is to look like Jesus, this is our mission as well. So now let's look at what happened right before this. This is the setup to see why Jesus said this. We'll go all the way back to, this is verse 10. We'll go back to verse 1, see what happened here. So Luke 19, 1 through 10. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. Now, everybody hated tax collectors because, well, they collected more than they should because that's how they lined their pockets, and that's how he got rich. So nobody liked this guy. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up a sycamore tree to see him, uh, for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up, and he saw him. He said, Zacchaeus, make haste. We ought to say that more. Nobody says make haste anymore. <laughs> make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. But when they saw it, they all complained, saying, He has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Hmm. Yeah, Jesus. What was he thinking? Well, there were, there were actually man-made religious laws that prevented devout Jews from keeping company with the tax collectors because, well, they were just so full of sin that you couldn't hang around them. And so all the Pharisees, you know, the ones who knew the Bible inside and out, the ones who were supposed to be God's chosen people to preach the gospel, uh, they were like, this guy's just an evil sinner. Don't even associate with that guy. But then here's Jesus, the Word in the flesh, and he says, Hey, Zacchaeus! Let's go do lunch, man. You know, he said, let's, let's go. I want to stay at your house. So Jesus stays with Zacchaeus, and something powerful happens. We really don't know exactly what happened, because it doesn't say what happened during the lunch. But it must have had been amazing, because look at this. This is afterwards, and this is uh, what happened here. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor. And if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore it fourfold. Wow. One day with Jesus, right? That's crazy. Just spending time with God led Zacchaeus to repentance. So much that so he, he restored what he stole four times. Four times what he stole from people, he restored it to him. Wow. I, I just wish we could see what happened during that lunch because it must have been amazing. And then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house because he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. So that was the setup. That's why he said it. So Jesus has come to seek and save that which was lost. He's come to have lunch with people. He came to have a real connection with people, to love people. He came to connect before he corrects, right? Jesus didn't, and we cannot expect people to to live godly if they don't know God. You can't expect that from someone. We need to love them first without compromising the truth. This is how Jesus did it, and that's how we need to do it. So number one is just connect with people. Number two, share my story with people. So you're not telling people how to live. You're not telling people what they're doing wrong. All you're doing is sharing what Jesus has done for you. Matthew 5:16, "Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven." Mm. This is a really simple and easy way to share your faith. And if you went through the Silence Breakers course with us, this will all be familiar. Uh, let me just say we will be running that course again sometime in the future. And it's just full of really easy encouragement and simple tools that you can use to share your faith. It isn't just for the crazy group of people who want to go out to a street corner and preach the gospel through a megaphone. If you think that's what it is, that's not what it's for. It is for all believers. And it's a small group that helps you fulfill the command that we've been given by Jesus to go out and preach the gospel. So we are to create like-minded believers by revealing the word of God to them through Christ. So, here's, in my opinion, the easiest tool you can use to share your faith. Really, it's the easiest, and that is your testimony. So, look at this verse. This is a man. Jesus had just cast out a legion of demons out of the sky to herd a swine, right? And now the man, he wanted to go with Jesus. He was like, wow, this is powerful, Jesus. I want to go with you. This was Jesus' answer. He said, however, Jesus did not permit him. But he said to him, go to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has compassion on you. So this guy who just encountered Jesus, you know, Jesus didn't tell him, you need to go study the scriptures so you can be a good witness. He didn't tell him he, he, <laughs> he wasn't qualified. This man had literally just been set free. And so once we are saved, our testimony is ours to share. And Jesus tells us to share that testimony. So you need to think about your testimony and be prepared to share it at any moment. And I'm going to teach you how you can get it down to 15 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you can share it in 15 seconds. Sounds impossible, I know, but I will show you how. So I'm going to share my testimony with you. It'll take a couple minutes, and then I'll show you how it can be shortened to any length, just so you can use it for any sort of circumstance. So here is mine. Now, I can remember inviting God into my heart when I was like six years old. It was in a Rolling Hills church. I don't know if anyone ever went there or knows that little church. But uh, I don't really have any other actual memories of that place. like I kind of remember what it looked. And I can't even remember what the classroom looked like or who the teacher was, but I remember being in a Sunday school class, and God preserved that memory of me actually inviting him to come into my heart. And then we quit going to church I was probably eight, I think. And I never was a bad kid, but I wasn't like living for Jesus. You know, that wasn't my main goal. I was just a Christian in name only. And I lived that way until I was probably 23. And what is amazing though is I can look back over all those years that I wasn't seeking Jesus and I wasn't living my life for Him. And His hand never left my life. Like I can see it there the whole time. And it's because He will never leave you and He will never forsake you, right? Even if you are unfaithful, He remains faithful because He cannot deny who He is. So God would put it on my heart to read His Word, and when I was probably 22 or 23, that's what I finally did. I said to myself, if I really believe God is real, if I believe that He created the heavens and the earth, if I believe He is the one and only true God, then the Bible is really the only thing that matters. And so I was like, I really need to read this. And God gave me that hunger, and I couldn't stop reading it. It was like my my third deployment overseas, and God changed my life during that time. I had this little MP3 player. All it had on it was the Bible. That was it. And I would go to sleep listening to the Bible. Uh, If I was able to at work, I was an analyst, so i just sit in front of a computer screen all day. I would stick those earbuds in, listen to the Word of God. And when I went to my room, I'd read it. Like He just gave me this hunger. I just saturated myself in it. And all the desires of my flesh just began to fall away. God began to reveal to me that He had a plan for my life, and I wanted to change, not because man told me to, but because God placed the desire into my heart. So I didn't even know I needed to change, honestly. I didn't start reading the Bible out of desperation, uh, or because someone told me to. I did because I just wanted to find out what God had to say. And instead, I found out that Jesus was a person that I could actually know. And it was this relationship that brought a purpose into my life that I really didn't even know I needed. Amen? That's a short version of my testimony. And I know each and every person in here has their own unique testimony, a story to tell. You know, some of you hit rock bottom and you turn to God as a last resort. And, you know, some of you went to church your entire life but did not even know that you could know Jesus personally, one-on-one relationship with him. So, each of us have a unique story that will resonate with certain people, and God wants to use us to deliver others from the lies of the devil. Hmm. so i told I would told you I'll tell you how you get this down to fifteen seconds, and it's actually pretty easy. so let's say you come across someone and you just have a small window of opportunity just to get their attention. uh My testimony could sound something like this, you know. You know, there was a time in my life when I wasn't living for God. My life was full of uncertainty. I lacked compassion for people. But Jesus found me, and he gave me a purpose and a desire to see people uh, set free. Do you know what your purpose is in this life? Wow. See? That took like 15 seconds. Yeah. Now, not only did you tell someone the good things that God has done for you, but you've opened up the door for deeper conversation. Like When you ask a simple question like, do you know what your purpose is in this life? Most people don't, and, just, and they're going to want to know what you have to, uh, to discover to your purpose. So that is a simple yet powerful tool you can use to spread the gospel, the good news. So that was number two, share your story. So this is the last thing I got for you. This is number three, and it is invite them to experience God. A place where they can have a face to face, a God encounter. This is 1 Corinthians 2 1 through 5. And it says, When I first came to you, dear brothers and sisters, this is Paul speaking, I didn't use lofty words and impressive wisdom to tell you God's secret plan, for I decided that while I was with you, I would forget everything except Jesus Christ, the one who was crucified. I came to you in weakness, timid, and trembling. And my message and my preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. I did this so you would trust in human wisdom, that you would not trust in human wisdom, but in the power of God. So this is how awesome that the simple gospel is. You know, Paul said he decided to preach simple messages and let the power of God do the persuading instead of a sermon filled with fancy words. In fact, Kerry said today that today, the word for the day is resurrection power. And that's what that's talking about. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. And that's what you use to bring people to Christ. It's not big fancy speeches. You had another confirmation that you don't need to be an eloquent speaker to tell people about Jesus. And this is the way we set up our church here. Our church services, because we want people to come here and experience God. We want them to have an encounter that is undeniable. Just like praise and worship this morning. That's awesome. I thank Dylan so much for, for all he does with praise and worship because just it's, just it's just excellent. You can tell that the Spirit of God is here. And so we aren't trying to win people over with our deep theology and our impressive speakers. I mean, come on, they let me up here, right? Amen. How simple, how simple can it get? Let's, It's good to be simple. Our goal is to keep it simple and let God's presence win people over. So invite them to church to experience God, right? Invite them to your small group because I guarantee you there's people that you know that will step into your house with a small group of people that will never step into a church. So invite them to your small group. And then uh, there will also be people that you can't get to come to your house or come to church, and maybe you don't even have that opportunity to uh, ask them. So it's not the, the only place to experience God isn't a church, and it isn't just a small group. They can experience God through you, okay? They can encounter Him wherever you are because you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So he, everywhere you go, He goes, all right? And you just have to let Him use you. So this is another good opportunity for me to plug the Silence Breakers group And that's just because it'll teach you how to administer uh, supernatural gifts to to anybody, right? Because I think a lot of us have not witnessed because of the what ifs. The well, what if uh, they don't want to hear it? You know, what if they don't get healed praying for someone to get healed? What if I turn them away from God? You know, what if I fail? These are all hypotheticals that stop God from using you. And if you ever have these thoughts, just don't feel bad because I think think we've all had those type of thoughts. But you need to put them away and you need to step out of your comfort zone. And the Silence Breaker Small Group really helps you to do that. That's what that course is built for. So if you're having trouble talking to strangers about Jesus, here's a really simple way to get out of your comfort zone. When you're at a restaurant, the easiest person to witness to is your server, right? Super easy. And, uh, because you've already formed a connection with them At the beginning of the meal They have to be there So they can't get away from you But it's not just some random person either That, you, that you're just walking up to on the streets And hey I want to tell you about Jesus you've already, You already have some sort of connection with them And all you have to do I'm telling you is super easy You wait for them to bring the food out And when they do They're going to say something like Is there anything else I can get you? Or does everything look good? Do you need anything? And this is what you do. You say, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> so, All you have to do, though, is you say, yes, we're getting ready to pray over our meal. Is there anything that you need prayer for? Super easy. It is super easy. And I'm telling you, uh, it will get you comfortable with praying for other people, too, right? And you'll get, you'll get people that just say, hey, that sounds great. Uh, thanks. They will not really have anything specific they want prayer for. But you're also going to have people that are going to pour their heart out to you because they are going through something uh, surprising. A lot of them will just grab your hands. they are like, yeah, let's do this. You know, They'll grab your hands and you're like, okay, let's go. And uh, Seriously, I've had one guy, only one person that didn't want prayer. You want to hear how that story went? Maybe, maybe this will make you all feel a little better about it. This guy says, no, man, we're good. We prayed this morning. And I was like, <laughs> Are you sure? He's like, yeah, we're good. We prayed this morning. I said, okay. That's the only time I've ever been rejected from a a server for praying for him. So that's not that scary, is it? So if you're having trouble getting out of that comfort zone, use this as a way to help you step out, right? And then start, because you're impacting the world for Jesus. That's our goal here at No Limits. But don't forget to leave a good tip also. You're representing Jesus. Amen? (laughs) So... So we are ambassadors for Christ, and if you allow God to use you, they can experience God through you. So if you want to share your faith more, but you're having trouble, just start looking for opportunities, okay? don't, you don't, don't even, you don't even have to act on the opportunities. I just want you to start looking for opportunities everywhere you go, and just ask people, how does God see them, right? Because every person that you walk past is going to heaven, or they're going to hell. And that is just a reality that sometimes we don't face like we should as Christians, but we need to have an eternal perspective. Romans 10.14 says, How then shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Right? And that just isn't talking about pastors. Because the command to go out into all nations and to preach the gospel was given to all believers. That is for all of us. We are all preachers of the gospel. So go look for these opportunities. And if you chicken out and don't say anything, don't beat yourself up about it, okay? Instead, I just want you to start imagining what would have happened had you reached out. Just start developing that in your, in your mind. Envisioning being people being healed and brought to Jesus, right? Start imagining yourself as bold. And don't focus on your failures, but instead imagine yourself the way that God sees you through His Word. And by doing that, you'll start to change the way you think, you'll start to change the way you see yourself, and your actions will start to change, and then you will begin to share your faith automatically. It won't even be a decision anymore, you just do it because that's who you are. So how do we share our faith? Well, one, we connect with people. Jesus formed relationships with people, so should we. Two, we share our story with people. Your testimony is unique and powerful, but only if you share it. And then we invite them to experience God. So this can be done in a church service, or it can just be done in your daily life. The power of God is what changes hearts. Amen? All right. Well, I'm just going to pray over you guys before we get out of here. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much. this wonderful day. I thank you for this time that we get together and we just spend time as a church body just praising you, worshiping you, and then sitting under your word. Thank you for this message that you have for your people. I thank you that your people have a heart to share their faith better, Father God. I ask that you would give us a boldness to share your word, Father. I thank you that you can give us the right things to say in the right time to the right people. I ask that you would let us to see opportunities that are in front of us, because I know that we have opportunities every day to spread your word, to bring in that one lost sheep, because that's what you did for us. Every, each and every one of us is in here today because you took the time to seek us out, Father. I know there are many other people that you are seeking out right now. You just need willing servants to step out of their comfort zone and share their faith with them. I thank you for that, Father God. And with everyone, just keep their heads bowed and their eyes closed. I just want to say, if you are here today, and maybe you experienced God for the first time, or maybe you've experienced Him before, but you never truly gave your heart to Him, if that is you, and you are ready to carry His presence with you wherever you go, and everyone's heads bowed, I just want you to raise your hand real quick and say, yes, that's me. I am ready to hand my life over to the Lord today. We're going to pray with you. This prayer together is a church. So, church, just, just pray this with me. Jesus, I am ready to live my life for you. I have done a lot of things wrong and I need your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life. to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior amen amen well if you decided to make Jesus the Lord of your life today I would like to hear about it just come see me after church and I'll try to answer any questions that you have about your new life in Jesus because it's exciting amen amen
2: hey so how many of y'all can connect with people How many of y'all can share your story? Guess what? I'm going to put somebody on the spot right now. Beth, come on up. I want you to share your story. Seriously, come on. In two minutes or less, we're going to apply what Chris taught. Share your story, how you came to the Lord and what he's done in your life. This is my wife, by the way, for those of you who don't know. So I'm allowed to pick on her.
3: You're so dead. Hi, Candace. (laughs) Oh, you are in trouble. My story is way longer than two minutes, especially if you know me. Some of you guys are like, yeah, it's going to take forever. I really don't know where to start. Start. Ah. Man. Okay. Give me a second. Okay, so <laughs> pipe it, sister. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so I was at one point in my life, I was in high school. I had been raised in church, thankfully. My mom was a rock star, and we had gone to church, so I knew the principles around Christianity. But um, like was, like Chris mentioned before, like I had gone to church, but I didn't really know I could have a personal relationship with him and said I was in a um, Christian culture that we call a cult (laughs) anyway so I just didn't I just didn't know you know and so long story short something had happened to me when I was a teenager and I just swung on the pendulum all the way because I thought what had happened shouldn't have ever happened and so I basically downgraded God like there's there is no God all that kind of stuff so I swung completely I I turned my back on him and um and thank God I was at an event and a youth event and God just basically said hey look you have this choice or this choice like, he literally, like, smacked me in the face with an encounter. He was talking about an encounter with God. It was a legit encounter. I was in an auditorium with thousands and thousands of people, but it felt like it was just me and him. You know what I mean? Have you ever had one of those moments? If you haven't, you're going to. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so I was, just, I was just sitting there, and I was, like, shaking, and I was just like, he was like, it's either A or B. Y- you choose. You either do my way or your way. But if you do your way, you're going to be dead in two years. He gave me a date from that date. He's like, you're going to be gone in two years. I'm shaking. thinking about it. And I was so thankful that God just took a second and he was so real to me and because I was so hungry. I was at such an end. He was talking about the bottom of the barrel. That was at such the end point of my life. I was done, you know. And I was like, God, if you're really real, I need you, and I need you now. And He came in like a flood. It was so awesome. And so, thank God, I made that choice that day. I was like, I turned my life. We left the school districts. We completely moved our house. I completely have different friends from um, who I was before. And God just radically changed my life. And He can do it for you too. You.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: So good. That's awesome. I know you'll you'll hurt me later. <laughs> All right, y'all. So I tried to show y'all a video last week about what we've been doing over in the Philippines, and I was technologically challenged. So I've resorted to the awesome guys in the back and said, hey, can you show us this video this week? And watch. They're going to actually make it work. I I can guarantee you. Go ahead. Ah, look at that. So uh, just recently, I think it was last month, we sent $7,500 over to the Philippines to help them build a church. You know, for like 10 grand, you can build an entire church and... uh, Equip it with chairs and musical instruments and all that over in the Philippines. So awesome. So we've actually already sent an additional 1500 And you guys, this, I can tell you this is actually just from two donors. Like it, God moved on their hearts. and They're like, I want to provide this for them in the Philippines. But you guys get to be a part of that because we actually, this, this church right here that they're building, these guys that are building it, we send $300 every month to that church to help support like their ongoing operations. Yeah, that's all it takes, $300 a month. So this is just super cool. I always love to show you guys how your giving here is making an impact, because sometimes you may wonder, like, what's, what's the money being spent on? Well, it's going everywhere. It's, it's making an impact here at No Limits, making an impact in our community. It's making an impact in the Philippines, and you guys already know it makes an impact in Mexico as well, which we'll probably talk to you guys about next week. So isn't that awesome? How God can take a church our size, a smaller church, and just make a tremendous impact all over the world. So don't ever downgrade what you're giving. Whenever you you put that in the offering, say, God, multiply this and and send it out to make a difference, because I know that you will. Amen? Amen. Well, if you're given today um, by cash or check, just raise your hand, and the guys in the back and gal, awesome, will bring you an offering envelope. if you want to give using a debit or credit card, guys, go ahead and throw that information on the screen for them. You just text a number there. If you're listening online right now, head to your browser and type in nolimits.fyi and then tap the giving button you can give there. I know a lot of you guys give like throughout the week, and that's awesome. There's the you know, ones that give on Sunday. Your offering's not any more blessed than the ones that give on Monday. I'll just have you all know that. So you can give any time on our website. The, the door's always open there. And hey, if this is your first time here, I just want to say welcome. So glad you're here. Um, like I said earlier, our mission here is to help you live your best life. We truly believe that God has an amazing plan for your life, an amazing purpose. We want to help you find that, and we want to help you live it out. Which reminds me that growth track, step one is today, Um, Growth Track is a four-step process that helps you discover your purpose. Um, We do it every month. So first Sunday of the month is step one, second Sunday of the month step two, and so on. And then we get to the next month and we repeat it. You don't have to complete it all in the same month. If you caught some of them last month, you want to catch the other ones this month, you're more than welcome to do that. But today, step one is all about what I do in step one is share the story of our church. I share the mission and vision of our church. So if you're new and you're trying to decide, like, is no limits where I want to be, You know, that's step one of growth track is where you find that out because you kind of get into all the nitty gritty details of our church. And if you've been here for a while, we still want you to come to step one because there may just be some things that you didn't know about our church because this is a new thing that we're doing, growth track. We started it last month. So go ahead and come to that. Uh, I'm really excited about growth track. So we finished up the first round last week with step four, and and I'm just excited to see what God's going to do. We're really believing that through growth track, God is helping you all discover your purpose because you need to live the rest of your life knowing your purpose. I want you to live the rest of your life saying, you know, I was made to do this. And you walk through your life with a smile and with purpose and confidence in what God's called you to do. That's what Growth Track's all about. So it's today at 1230, we feed you lunch. So there's that. So if nothing else, you're like, if you do Growth Track step one, at least you get a free lunch out of it, even if you didn't like it, all right? Let's go ahead and pray over our offering. God, we thank you so much that you've given us the opportunity to give here. We thank you that you're using our giving in amazing ways. And we ask you to multiply that, God. We, we don't want it to stop here. We want to give more. We want you to connect us with more organizations that we can support who, who are making a difference for you, God. And, and we just thank you that, <laughs> that you take what we give and you multiply it in our lives and you multiply it as we send it out. It's, it's supernatural and it's amazing. We thank you in Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thank you for joining us. And a special thanks to those that give into our ministry. It's because of your generous giving that we're able to lead people to Jesus and make a difference all around the world. If you're ready to give, head to your browser and type nolimits.fyi into the address bar. And hey, if you were encouraged by this podcast, hit that share button and pass it on so that others can be encouraged as well. Or you can even take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. Thanks again for listening and God bless you.